You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Burbridge Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at Matthew-James.com. We can see for ourselves how Russia took down an American drone. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The Air Force has released footage of it. Russia hasn't joined the modern world yet. They still believe that you know the Iron Curtain is up and that they can lie. Republican Congressman Mike Turner, chair of the House Intelligence Committee, tells Fox. We can show people, and everybody can even pull it up on their phones and say, well, that's not what, what happened. Russia is now trying to recover the drone remnants from the depths of the Black Sea, but the U.S. says there's nothing of value to get. As for the video... What you see on the video first is one of the two Su-27 fighters uh, passing the MQ-9 Reaper drone. The plume behind the fighter jet, the Pentagon says that's the fuel dump. You also see a second flyby from an Su-27, but this time the video freezes and the feed goes to color bars. Apparently, that is when the drone was struck. Fox's Mike Tobin in Kiev, Ukraine, where they got news they've been hoping for. Poland is going to provide what Ukraine's been urgently asking for, what the U.S. has refused to so far send. Fighter jets, a dozen Soviet-made warplanes, the first four of the MiGs will be handed over in the coming days. China is angry. The U.S. is urging TikTok to get rid of its Chinese ownership over concerns about users' data security and Chinese manipulation of content. The message to the popular app, according to the Wall Street Journal, is find a buyer or face a ban. And this morning, TikTok is firing back, telling Fox Business, a change in ownership would not impose any new restrictions on data flows or access. Fox Business Network's Grady Trimble, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's about the Telecenic Committee hearing. The U.S. banking system is sound after the failures of Silicon Valley and signature banks. Senators from both sides wonder if regulators were pushing U.S. Treasuries on SVB that harmed their position when interest rates went up. Some lawmakers argue regulators should have seen this coming. Fox's Chad Pergam at the Capitol on Wall Street ahead of Yellen's testimony. Some selling. The Dow falling 148 points. America's listening to Fox News. If you have certain chronic conditions, such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be getting up to about 70 degrees. Beautiful weather out there today. No real clouds or anything like that to worry about. Winds coming from the east at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, we're going to have clouds building up on Thursday. Going to be much warmer out there as well. We'll get up to about 78 degrees. Strong winds from the south producing a lot of moisture in the atmosphere, so it will start to feel a little more humid outside. And then we'll get a front come through Friday morning. Looks like a strong line of thunderstorms moving through Friday morning. We'll need to be on the lookout for some severe weather. Temperatures will peak in the morning 
as well at about 70 and then fall pretty dramatically through the rest of the day. Strong winds coming out of the north and mostly cloudy skies all the way through the weekend. Temperatures over the weekend going to be staying in the 50s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You know, when you make that next vehicle purchase, you want somebody you can depend on. How about Service Chevrolet Cadillac? Service Chevrolet Cadillac been around for a long time, and by the way, you can depend on them. You can depend on them to be there, to take care of you. And they got new vehicles coming each and every day. If you go by and check them out, Service Chevrolet is Chevrolet, Chevy dealer, number one, eight years in a row. You can shop online at servicegm.com, servicegm.com. I highly recommend you go and check out my friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac. They know what they're doing. By the way, folks, you can shop Louisiana's largest selection of Chevrolet and Cadillacs, getting new every day, as I told you. Latest inventory selection of trucks and a lot this year are big. There are a lot of them in there ready to sell. New and used cars, parts, service, body shop, collision center. The name says it all, service. You want a vehicle place that you can buy your vehicles from, but you want them to be service. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. There's not a better name out there. Try Service Chevrolet Cadillac and see if you can make a big difference. This is Moon Graffon. I've always believed there's two types of fishermen. There are people like me that love to fish. And there are people like Don Dubuque who can catch fish. And that's why you need to listen to the Outdoor Show with Don Dubuque Saturdays from 5 to 7 a.m. Here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Brought to you by Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer, seven years in a row. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Sucked in like a vacuum cleaner. I don't know. I just don't think I have any. It's <laughs> my opinion. All right. How y'all all welcome Moon Graffon Show. It is already Friday Eve. Right here on the Moon Graffon Show. Your day, I hope it's going great. Weekend right around the corner for people looking forward to the weekend, which I used to not look forward to the weekend. I used to be in the catering business. <laughs> we cooked every weekend. Yeah. yeah. You worked every <laughs> you weekend. You were rolling by this time at the end of the week. And, uh, but now... I'm not doing that. I look forward to the weekend. Anyway, 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. You can always be part of the program. You can always email me, real simple, moon at moongraffon.com. You can email us on that. Anyway, a lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, interesting. Uh, one of the races that's shaping up, and, and, and a little bit surprised, uh, but uh, – is, is the Secretary of State's race. You know, Kyle Ondwehr is the uh, sits in the Secretary of State, but all of a sudden it's Republicans that are challenging him. Brandon Troxclair, and now I just read, and I actually saw him the other day, Mike Francis, who's the Public Services Commissioner, says he's going to run against Kyle. So you got three Republicans running that race. You know, you want to see that race blow up? Mm. Throw a Democrat in it with name recognition. Yeah. Woo! 
Yeah. Man, just think about it. the only Democrat that run on the on the uh, coattails of uh, Edwards' candidate, Sean Pothole Wilson, and 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 let and let them get the only Democrat on the ballot, and you will have people go in because they have D. And the D doesn't stand for dumbass. It stands for Democrat. <laughs> but uh, close. And so they'll go vote for the Democrat. And so now you might have a runoff scenario anyway. Now you really have a runoff scenario. And so I just, I, and I'm at, that's about all I'm saying a race. It's just it's interesting uh, that that race has garnered this kind of attention. So it's, it's, it's uh, you know, don't forget that, uh, you know, Jim Dolan back down as uh, treasurer. I mean, I'm sorry, as a, uh, Insurance commissioner, and he's not running. He's been there for a while. Uh, I know there's one candidate that we've had him on last week, and then there's maybe some more going to get in that race. So uh, attorney general's race will be very interesting to see what we do there. I don't, you know, it's the treasurer, another race that's going to shape up. Right now we got John Fleming, a former congressman, a guy that's Dr. Fleming has a lot of experience there with money and stuff like that. And you got a guy from Lake Charles, Gardner, who wants to do what the uh, Silicon Valley Bank did, invest in green and stupidity. He said that, not me. He want to go green. He want to go woke. He want to go ESG. He want to invest more money in that, BlackRock, all that kind of craziness. And I'm glad John Schroeder, who's running for governor, put a stop to that. And that was a good move on his part, great move on his part. So we got a guy that's that's a real conservative, and we got a, a – uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know the guy. I want to be honest with him. The Fruit Loop, who believes that ESG and Green New Deal, this stuff is communism. I had one, they had one guy to Utah call it Satan's plan, and that's what it is. He's a treasure out of Utah. Get to that later. He's right. Satan's plan is all this stuff they shoving down your throat about. We gotta save the planet. We couldn't even stop a virus. We gonna, we gonna stop hurricanes, and and this is so. stupid. Yeah, Scott McKnight's the guy running for running for another position. And so uh, I, I'm just I'm sitting here going, wow. So it's going to be an interesting fall, folks, to say the least, not to mention all the national stuff and crazy that's going on. Uh, wow. Yes. But I'm, the Secretary of State has drawn, you know, Kyle's, rerun, I'm, I'm, Kyle's running for his office again. Mike Francis and Brandon Trotsclair, uh, three. Republicans are in that race right now. At least they, they, you know, they haven't qualified yet. Of course, qualifying uh, in August, but but they have said we're gonna run, and it, it just it's <laughs> that makes it for that makes that race pretty dang interesting in my humble opinion. So, uh, like I said, if Democrat jumps in that. Now, I look for a Democrat to get in there. A Democrat will see a straight path to the runoff. Because remember, people that vote Democrat, they vote Democrat. They don't care what they stand for. They don't care what they do. They don't care what they say. They got a Democrat by their name. They got a D by their name. Just have a D by their name. And you're going to get a certain amount of votes. And it doesn't matter. No matter what you stand for. No matter what you stood against. No matter if you've been to jail 14 times. None of that matters. No matter if you had uh, sexual harassment charges against you. None of that matters. If you got a D by your name, you okay. Hell, they had one Democrat, Brandon. That ran as a Democrat all his life. He was in the KKK, Robert KKK Bird. And he put a D by his name, and they all stood up behind the, the guy in the caper, in the hat, in the white gown. They voted for him just because he had a Democrat by his name. So that was, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting to see. 
But anyway, we got Scott McKay joining me at 1030 talking about the governor's race. Uh, Scott's got a great article about what's going on with the governor's race. He'll talk about the poll and things of that nature. The latest poll. I'm not a. I, I, I'm not going to say I never use polls in my show because I do. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I've just. I'm not. I'm never been big on early polls for anything because they could be so biased and so far off. It could, it couldn't be funny. But on the flip side, they could be right on the money. It's the thing we don't know until we get. The only poll that will ever matter is the poll on election night when the votes are counted. That's a poll. And by the way, that poll will stand. That's the real poll. That's the only poll that matters when you go to the election uh, night and everything's over and all the votes are counted. That poll matters. That's the only one that matters in the big picture. But because I know how people do, I don't know who to vote for. Well, so-and-so is trending. Well, I may even vote for him then if you think he's going to win. And Brandon, tell me I'm wrong. That's how people vote. Uh, that's unfortunately how it happens. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like him. Well, he's the one late. Well, I guess I'll vote for him. I was going to vote for so-and-so, but if he's only at 2%, that's what people do. I'm not saying everybody does that, but a lot of people do that. I love when they have amendments. You know, I get thousands of amendments. When they vote on these amendments, I get thousands of votes because most people don't want to read them. So they just ask me, how are you voting on amendments? This is friends and people I know. They just don't want to mess with them. They don't want to read them. And I think the elected officials understand that. That's why they write them the way they write them. They know that most people will never read them. And, of course, I tell people all the time, but who who listens to me? Nobody. Uh, When you got in a constitutional amendment, you don't know what it says, vote no. Well, that's not too bright when it is because you don't know what you're voting for. Number one. Number two is you might vote for something bad. It's in the Constitution now. So when in doubt, vote no. It doesn't hurt you. You already know where the state sits on everything anyway, so it doesn't hurt you. The best way is to be informed so you can make a, a good vote. I don't vote for a lot of constitutional amendments. I do vote for some occasion. I know some people vote yes on every one of them. Elected officials that put them up vote yes on them. And then sometime, like last time in Brandon, I don't remember the amendment, the guy that wrote the amendment, the guy that got it passed through the House and Senate, the guy that got it on the ballot, he said, please vote against my amendment. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you talk about it. And this I just can't a, remember the bill, though. I don't either, but you remember the elected official? When they got one like that, you want to go, wow, boy, this is this is Rhodes Scholar-type material here. <laughs> I just like Jim Big Government Tucker. Jim Tucker, I saw him the other day, by the way. And uh, <laughs> Jim Tucker was the Speaker of the House. And they had a vote on a bill, whatever the bill was, House bill, whatever. And he said, all right, let's vote. And he hit the gavel down to vote. And the mic was still on. He turned his his aide and said, well, now, what are we voting on? <laughs> and the guy just explained the bill and went over it and said, we're voting on this bill. And he didn't know what bill was. And he's a speaker. If you think that speaker, and that guy was a pretty sharp guy, didn't know. Think about the speaker we have now. <laughs> he, he, probably, he probably don't understand any bills they're voting on. Well, Brandon, you're laughing, but he's fighting him now. He helped pass a bill on this uh what is the, the drug, cannabis, whatever it was? Fentanyl? Huh? No. N- not fentanyl. Oh. They helped pass the bill, and then he found out they was getting everybody high, and now he's upset because they're getting everybody high, but it's his bill. Oh, I didn't even hear about this one. I don't know. Brandon went over it three or four times. I got it right here. I'll find it again. Somebody else probably sitting there can text me or email. But anyway, they had the bill. Yeah, they're getting everybody high. So, hey, what the bill was supposed to do? You wrote the bill. <laughs> you wrote the bill, and the pharmacists are doing what? What the bill says they can do, and you got young kids out there getting high as a kite. 
And the speaker's all upset. That's not what the bill was supposed to do. You wrote it. You wrote the bill. Shakes not a wrote the bill. And I said the bill doesn't supposed to say that. And yet it's it, it's allowing people to get high. So now they have to re relook at the bill. Well, the bill must have been either poorly written or it was written by somebody who's poorly doing a bad job. And I think that's what happens. By the way, folks, the gas stove ban environmental group has hired guess who? Guess who they hide so we can get rid of stoves? Y'all ready? Randy, you're going to love this. They have hired Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Gas stove, BAM, environmental group hired Stacey Abrams to go out there and tell people we don't need gas stove. Hell, I got two of them. I'm planning on using both of them. Matter of fact, to get more use, I use both of them tonight. Cook the thing. Half the stuff in the front and half the stuff in the back, man. Just to show you how much gas those are great. These people are nuts. They're sick. It is satanic. God have mercy. Let's take a break. 844-766-6607. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show, the Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. We'll be right back. that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Hey, folks. Folks, don't do pain, do you? What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles. Just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. Find location in you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. It's March. It's you. And I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hello. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. All right. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Here's what I was telling you, Brian. THC-containing hemp products become a political issue. 
Republican Speaker of the House, Clay Shakes, not as displeased with the state's health department because hemp-derived products containing significant amounts of Delta-9 THC made it to the market. Uh, the parent uh, proliferation of THC containing hemp products for recreational use in Louisiana has gone to political attention. After beer lobbyists warned legislators about the product in late 2022, according to Louisiana Illuminator Online Now outlet. House Speaker Shakes Snyder, who wrote the hemp legislation, he wrote it. He wrote the bill. Took up the issue with Louisiana Health Department, and according to the Illuminator, he accused the Department of Miss. Uh, interpreting his legislation. You wrote it. You wrote the dang, uh, Shakedown Shake Snyder wrote the legislation ahead of the front squad. Now he's mad at somebody else. <laughs> it's like the elected official got mad at me one time. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, Brandon. Oh, Lord. I know. <laughs> so he wrote, he wrote it, and then he's fussing at the health department. You know, he wrote it. You should have made sure they did it right. <laughs> I'm just, you know, he wrote the bill and he's upset about the bill, but he wrote the dang thing. Well, the health department, no, that's Bell Edwards' health department. According to the advocate, they don't ever make mistakes. You know, they know everything about COVID, you know, six foot distance, wear a mask, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. When you look back, how stupid was all that stuff? I mean, it was dumb. Made the health department, the health, uh, our healthcare professionals look really bad. People getting on TV telling people to wear a plastic a mask they got from from a grocery store. You know, just crazy stuff. Now, Louisiana among the states with the largest drop in unemployment during the twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, I read this story, and and at least in the story. They talk about the reasons, some of the reasons why. The reason why unemployment is down, folks, we lost 67,000 people. We're the only out-migration state in the South. We're also, we're almost number one in out-migration, if you look at percentage. That's why your unemployment rate's down. The people, people with jobs left. The people with jobs left to look for better jobs, or they came out of college and they looked for better jobs. So, they, so there's an article bragging about, boy, it's really low. And I see the governor and everybody jumping up and down about this. But look at the people that have left. A few states have more job turnover than in Louisiana in 2022. At the same time, Louisiana's lagged behind in some areas, such as population growth among residents, 16 and older, and not incarcerated. Louisiana was on one of only eight states with territories with a negative population growth, ranking next to last in the nation with a point. Six percent decline. New York had the largest decline at 0.7. We right there with New York. That's why your unemployment rates now. Because nobody wants to fix the one thing that we need to fix, which is job market and the business community. Not just the big businesses that are tied to government need to be able to make money. Uh Louisiana also among the state with the smallest increase in labor forces from 21 to 22. So when you start looking at these unemployment numbers, you say, wow, wow. There are jobs out there, but there's always jobs. If we have a Great Depression, there'll be jobs out there. But when I saw those numbers, I cringed because really the biggest thing that affects us, excuse me, Brandon, I moved that little thing. 
the, the, the biggest thing that affects us is the number of people that are leaving the state. And this is this has been my beef from day one. Somebody said, Man, you know, got the, my biggest beef is we choose not to be a pro-business state. We choose not to be a friendly business state. We do. That's my choice. And we don't change that. You know, because as I was reading the paper, and I read the papers, I read about 10 of them in the state. And everything I see is federal grant, federal grant, federal grant, federal grant. Everything's coming from the federal government. Now, I got a piece, Brandon, that, that I sent you. I want to play coming out of the next segment. It's Bell Edwards bragging about Medicaid increase and how great this is, how other states have lost hospitals. Got news for him. Making people more dependent on the state. You shouldn't be bragging about that at all, and that's what he forced. He forced people to be more dependent because he doesn't care about the business side. He's a trial lawyer, for God's sakes. Their business model was sue somebody and get the money. Sue businesses and take the money. So he's bragging about Medicaid increase, how this really helped our state. And I'm telling you, look, I know people that have people on Medicaid that had to have it. And I get it. I don't mind a safety net either. But we have purposely, purposefully allowed and forced people to go run to Medicaid. And Medicaid was a bigger part of Obamacare which was a, it's been a disaster financially. If everybody would look at the weight of the cost and what they drove up and premiums like me, well, my premiums were four, six, seven, eight hundred $800 since Obamacare first of the year, my premium, my premium for me and my family is right under $2,700 a month. My deductible is around seven, eight, $9,000. I forget which one to go up so much. I almost don't care anymore. That's, that's, una, that's, that's, that's that's gonna get me in trouble, and I, and and let me tell you something. I wouldn't apply for Obamacare if they gave it to me. And Medicaid is not what people need to be on. Working a job and having insurance is what we need. That's, that's not what Gail Bella was just bragging about. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we get back. More to come. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there are oysters, there are fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. From the humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods has tried to provide superior service and quality products 
for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber, Dino Hardwood stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see their stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods when it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now. Molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. They got three great locations. The corporate office is right here in Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com. DinoHardwoods.com. Great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana company. I'm Martin Hope. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, it's your opportunity to be a voice. All right, do you have that clip for me? Did you get that clip for me? Get it for me. Tell me when you get it ready. It's uh, Bella was bragging about the Medicaid expansion, and uh, I I think it was devastating. I think when you look at the federal government, the money and the bailouts, and they're broke. Uh, Biden and the rest of them will keep trying to spend it. We're broke. They're going to cut money to the states. Medicaid expansion is going to be devastating to our state before it's over. And because we can't afford it, the country can't afford it. We can't afford to keep paying for everybody's medical and giving them checks. And, and if you think we can, go look at Venezuela and some of these other states, and you're going to go, wow. Another, some of these other countries, you go, well, why are we trying to do that? Because we, we, we are cuckoo now. We the cuckoo country. We're gonna be the cuckoo. Anyway, here's uh here's uh the governor of the state of Louisiana bragging about Medicaid. Here we go. The the people who were being left out here in Louisiana and around the country were working age uh poor people. And and, and by the way, there are hundreds of thousands of those in Louisiana. Uh, and so by expanding Medicaid, we allow these people to have health care coverage. Our percentage of, of uh, non-elderly adults without health insurance went from 23% to about 9% uh, by doing that. I want y'all to think about the impact of that. Um, so, so very good uh, for the state overall. It's been good for uh, providers uh, because if you've got 23% of your working age adults without insurance, then there's not the reimbursement coming to the hospitals and other providers for treatment that you are obligated by law to deliver. Uh, so not only is the patient not in as good a health as they could be, 
Neither are our hospitals, and that's especially true with rural hospitals. And we don't really have to guess about this. There are about a dozen states that still haven't expanded Medicaid. Um, and if you just look around the South where, where these states are clustered, uh, you see hospital closures uh, in record numbers because they did not expand Medicaid. On the other hand, in Louisiana, we've not had a single hospital to close. Hey, where's, where's, uh, is David, is David Calicott called this program? Is David, Cal- y'all know I'm calling David Calicott. He was in here crying on one of Bell Lovage's first couple budgets. And had signs over there, don't close. You remember that, folks? It was all over the state. Don't close our hospitals. Don't close our hospitals. Bell was a begging with tax. See, what he doesn't tell you, he, he gives you this little bit of feed, little bit of food. He don't give you the big picture. He don't give you the whole table of food. You don't remember that? Remember, we were going to sh- no LSU football. Anybody want to bet on that? I bet you they have LSU football no matter what happens to our country or our state. Okay? But I remember all that. Don't close our hospitals. We got to raise taxes. See, Bill Edwards thinks federal money and tax raising is how you run a state. And he's running into the ground, and that's why everybody's leaving. It's, it's a sin and a shame that that guy was allowed to get this job only because Republicans beat on each other. Number two, of course, hospitals closing. We were sitting there crying about don't close our hospitals when they went to raise all these taxes. Of course, Republicans helped them. Ask Paula Pelosi Davis. She was real happy about that .45 for seven years. She thinks that's one of her greatest accomplishments, raising taxes. Republican, by the way. Number two, let me tell you about these 12 states they're claiming they, hold, they, they close these hospitals. Let me tell you something. They tighten their, they tighten their, they tighten their budget. We're dependent on the federal government. How many hospitals are going to close? How many doctors are going to go out of business when they say we got to cut 30 or 40% of the Medicaid money they're sending us? You're dependent on the federal government. That's what Bill don't understand. We depend on federal government, federal money, which is broke. I mean, the devastation up the road is what I'm concerned about, but he don't care about that. Keep saying he's, he's concerned about the working poor. There's 12 states without the Medicaid expansion. They survive in some kind of way. And we always had a charity hospital system. And I've never been against the charity hospital system. I think it's a good thing. And, and the reason, the reason that, uh, you know, we, I, I agree with charity hospitals. I want to help people that are poor. But you don't make that the focal point. You make that only if you need it. And what Bell did, Bell's put us in a bad, bad position. I don't. And by the way, you don't remember when he was selling Medicaid? You know what he said, huh? This has created 19,000 new jobs. Go look at the records, folks. He said it. I did. 19, and I told him I was alive then. Because if that was true, put all 4.7 million of us on Medicaid. Medicaid, and he had created another 200,000 jobs. Wouldn't it be cool? But it's not cool. I think his success should be how many people did he help get off of the government and go do for themselves? That would be a success rate. I'd go, hey, boy, look at Bell. Bell gave him hell. Did a great job, but that's not what he did. He has put us on the hook with federal money left and right. He's going to get some because he's going to represent these green companies. I'm just telling you what's coming. He's going to get when he gets back in the private sector. 
no LSU football. Right? You don't remember that? Everybody laughed at that. Everybody laughed at Edwards on that. But yeah, there he is, talking about Medicaid, talking about reimbursement. But let me tell you something, 19,000 jobs, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. When he said it's created 19,000 jobs, which was a lie. And by the way, here's the big one. And this is the other one, big one, nobody wants to talk about. Why are we last in health care on everybody's list? If this is so good, and this has worked so good for everybody, and people can go to hospitals and they have, how come we're last? How come we're last? We've had, we, we're in our eighth year of this. How come we're still laughing in health care? I mean, this has worked so well. Shouldn't we have gone way? And by the way, those 12 states that he claimed didn't take Medicaid, how many of them are ahead of us in health care for, for uh, their, 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 their states? And I can tell you, if we're 50th, all 12 of them are ahead of us. Bell Evans don't want to talk about that, does he? Well, he won't come on a program like this. He would need to take a whole week to come on with me. And I don't care if he lawyer and Jimmy Jimmy talk all he wants to. He's got to answer questions, and he won't because nobody asks him any questions. How come we're still 50th in health care? we got Medicaid expansion. Those 12 states that he's talking about closing hospitals? Let me tell you something. I'm going to say this, and people are not going to like it. Sometimes if you ain't got no money, you close things. Sometimes when you're trying to get your house in order, you close things. A lot of these states, you know what they're doing for health care that Edwards is not talking about? They got a lot of walk-in clinics and local hospital, uh, local places people can go because the biggest problem with the charity system was people were running to the emergency rooms. But it's local places they can go. And they handle it that way where it doesn't drive up the cost. If we're 50th and it's 12 states who didn't take Medicaid, they're all ahead of us, don't y'all think we ought to be looking at what they're doing? He just makes up this stuff. He was the one out there saying we're going to shut LSU football. we got to close hospitals, remember? All we had to do to save them was raise taxes, and we raised them $7 billion worth. That, that's, the, that's the kind of thing that irks me. And then he was saying, this creates 19,000 new jobs. I remember when they came up with that ignorant statement. And that was so wrong and crazy, too. It wasn't even fun. All right, let's take a break. Take your calls on the flip side, 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Be right back. Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Hey, folks. Don't do pain, do you? What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles. Just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes 
consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. Find location in you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. It's March Yeah, how y'all all? Welcome to Ingrafon Show. 19,000 jobs, man, from Medicaid, according to Bell Edwards. I mean, hey, man, you would think we'd be saving some of these kids from leaving here. They're running out of here, unfortunately. I hate it. God, I hate hearing people losing their children just because they need to go to work. And what do we do about it? Nothing. That That's 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 what bothers me. Anyway, let's go to the phone line. Mr. T-Boy, what's going on, my brother? Well, Brett Moon, I'm gone. I'm I'm on my way to where I live now in Florida, and um, and I'm going to tell you something. You cannot compare a Florida or a Texas to Louisiana. It's an unfair comparison for Louisiana. You know, you're comparing four and a half million people to 23 in Florida, 22 and a half. You're comparing uh, Louisiana to Texas, has 28, 29. It's just an unfair comparison. Can I disagree a little bit? Not just for the fun of it. Uh, Go ahead. We, that's who Go we ahead. compete with. That's who the hell we compare. I mean, well, it, but, it but, ain't but, fair but, to. Well, well, it ain't fair to compare LSU football to Magnese, and there's no cut on Magnese. But you know, they're still fighting for the same well, kid. No, I, 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 I totally agree with that. But still, an unfair comparison with population, sales taxes. Florida has 1,100 miles of beaches. Okay, that's let me let me let me let me let me, let me play another devil's advocate. There was years ago. We had the same number of representatives, same number of congressmen as Florida. But because Florida grew and we didn't, now Florida's bigger, I get it, but Florida grew and we didn't. They got 20-some representatives, and we down to eight, probably um, uh, we down to six. Well, Finally, going to be five in 2030. Not, I know you're not. I'm messing with you. I don't disagree. I don't, look, look, look. And look, so it, it all goes back to politics. Let me tell you what's going to happen, Louisiana. I'm a pro-Jeff Landry. I hope Jeff wins. Jeff cannot do very much Louisiana. 
he could try to, what, what's he going to cut? What's he going to cut from? Medicaid in two and a half years, the formula is going to change. There's going to be an increase of 20% cost yep. to the taxpayer in Louisiana. You realize that. I agree. Ed, Ed, get Edwards don't, Ed, we're not, but Edwards don't realize that either. And Edwards has put, well, strapped us down with something we're not going to be able to fix. Well, what, what, uh, Edwards is a liberal, like one university professor told me on the board. Well, you know, it's a good dollar-cost average, and we only pay 10% matching funds for 10 years. I said, yeah, but, Doc, what happens after 10 years when it increases 20%? What is going to cost us more? Yes, it's going to double. That's the way these liberals think, okay? So in taxes, we're going to have more taxes. The 10% sales tax in Louisiana is more prevalent in North Louisiana. Do you realize that? Now, isn't North Louisiana... Uh, more poor. It's poor. It's much poorer than South Louisiana. Agreed? Yep. All right? Yep. So if you're taxing poor people, why? We have a friendly comment that says they can't tax people from Morgan City to North Barry. They're all on fixed income. They're going to do it. North Louisiana has a 10% uh, uh, sales tax across the board because they need the money. And when they need the money, they don't give a darn who they tax, Moon. Okay? Yep. All right? And we have more taxes coming. People have gotten used to government giveaways, and if Jeff tries to cut too much, guess what's going to happen? He's a four-year governor. Then they're going to bring in another liberal, and it's going to be much worse then for the next eight years or four years than it is now. The state's in dire financial states, straits. The country's in dire financial straits. The Republicans saying they have to cut. How much per billion of cut? of federal money, do you have to re increase taxes to equal that billion dollars more? Uh, <laughs> a lot. That, to answer the question, that's what's going to If they cut Louisiana $2 billion, Bill Edwards has a, nine, a $38 billion budget. Jinder was so terrible. He ruined the state. Jinder had an $800 million deficit when he left. Bobby did the wrong thing by not taking care of it. Oh, well, no, but Edwards but his, but his was sad, T-Boy. They let Edwards and Jay Darden tell people it was $2 billion. It was never two billion. Yeah, it might have got up lied. to one point two. They lied. They did. They, they lied. They lied. To, and look, so so Bell Edwards' his, uh, budget's thirty eight, seven billion in extra taxes. He gets he gets federal funds. So from twenty nine to thirty eight, from Jindal to to, to to Bell Edwards, and Jindal was so terrible. Jindal didn't tax us not seven billion dollars. John Bell did. Yeah, the by the way, by the way, John Bell Edwards voted for six of Jindal's first seven budgets. He was the oh, floor leader. Remember, you remember the fiscal hawks, and you know some of them. You know yeah, some of them down here. They yeah. they wouldn't vote for Jindal's budget, okay, for the most part. They may have voted for a couple. Bell Edwards was the floor leader for Jindal getting votes from the Democrats to get the votes passed. Nobody wants to talk about that. I'm the only one in the state that's brought that up a thousand right. times, but they don't want to listen. Right. So John Bell ain't right. – every time they say uh, Jim Beam and the advocate – they did it, both did it this week. Well, he inherited a $2 billion budget. First, that's a made-up between him and Jay Darden. They got the media to run with that. That was an outright lie. So they can say we're not, they, that we're going to close David Calicott, close the hospitals, and no LSU football. You really think we're not going to have LSU football because of budget problems? Really? Well, of course not. Of course not. And the people in Louisiana, the credo that they embraced, in part, is LSU football. And it, that's what a priority is in many, many, many states. You know, sports. And, and when, 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 a, when a credo like sports takes, overcomes what, what a state's necessities are and the necessities are put in arrears, okay, let me, let me, then 
you end up you end up you end up with this type of political situation. You end up broke. Yep. And and look, I think I think we have more taxes coming. If you're going to live in Louisiana, you're going to have to pay more taxes. Well, you don't it's make the way it is. You don't make as much as you do in Florida either. But let me go back to something you heard me talk about, and it just came up in this mind of mine. Brandon's going. Jesus help us. Medicaid expansion created nineteen through. 19,000 new jobs in Louisiana. And guess who was the one that ran with this? Bill Edwards. Bill Edwards touted, he touted a founding that the report highlighted how Medicaid expansion in Louisiana helped the state save $317 million and create 19,000 new jobs. That was one, another lie. The $2 billion is a lie. I, I guarantee you, I don't know what an honor code looks like, but he's not the governor. How can you say 19,000? If that's the case, let everybody go on Medicaid. Well, and, and then true, too, the, the loss of 67,000 jobs in the last three years. I see more and more people talking about their kids living out in the state of Louisiana. I'm coming back to Louisiana. My son's there. My daughter-in-law's there. They love Lafayette. Lafayette's a big old bubble. St. Tammany across the lake in New Orleans is a bubble. You have certain bubbles people live in with a lot less crime. Up. What better place to live? Is it in Louisiana? You said we lost 67,000 jobs. I wish it was that. We lost 67,000 people. 67,000 oh, yeah. people moved well, 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 we lost 67,000 people. Where are they, why are they leaving? They're jobs. leaving because we don't have the jobs here. Correct. So so look, and, and look, look, look. I mean, we're, 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 it's going to cost us more money to live in Louisiana. I plan on coming back in two years after finish my business in Florida, and I'm just going to pay the juice like everybody else. And like our friend in common says, they can't tax those people from Morgan City. They're all on fixed income. They did it in North Louisiana. They're going to do it in South Louisiana. And in order to survive with the spending antics of any legislature, it's going to cost you more money. I'm done, Lou. I'm done. All right. All right. Take care. Appreciate the call. Yeah. It is again. I'm a Brandon. I brought it up. So I just, I just pull it up, sitting right here in front of me. Okay, this was uh, April 10th, 2018. The decision expanded Medicaid at a billion direct economic impact, called it the economic impact report release. Report called Medicaid expansion in the Louisiana economy. And guess who it was done by? Dr. Jim Richardson. Oh, by the way, I like him. He's, I think he's a smart public administration institute for who? Louisiana State University, a government employee. Wrote that, knowing damn good and well that's not true, 19,000 new jobs. If we had 19,000 new jobs, that should have stopped some of the people leaving. I don't know how they make, I don't know how they make this stuff up. All right, Cornelius and Ellick. Cornelius, good morning. Hey, big bad moon boy. I've been enjoying you on Dan Bongino and everything, so I want to salute you, moon. Thank you, Look, moon, I was just telling granddad, my best friend there. Um, my dad, right before he died, Moon, of the Chinese communist virus, he signed me up in Obamacare because he knew I didn't have anything because, you know, some things that happened to me. You, you read the report and everything. So with me, I didn't have a, you know, I needed it. You know, there was no way around it. Yeah. I hear you. I, and I understand. I understand, Corny. If somebody that needs it, I get it. I understand. But look, I got to go because of time. Thanks for the call. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show.
show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show. I'm here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The American banking system is sound. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what the Treasury Secretary just told a Senate hearing. Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. Janet Yellen's testifying days after the failure of Silicon Valley and signature banks and the government's action to protect uninsured deposits. Importantly, no taxpayer money is being used or put at risk with this action. And there's a report from the Wall Street Journal. J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and others are in talks to bolster First Republic Bank. On Wall Street, the Dow and the NASDAQ are now both up over 100 points. The Air Force has released footage of Russia taking down an American drone over the Black Sea. First to see a fighter jet dumping fuel on it, then another jet gets close, and the feed cuts off apparently the moment of collision. Republican Congressman Mike Turner from Ohio agreeing with the Pentagon's assessment that the pilot's actions were reckless. This really shows um, the, the temperament of what Russia's doing here. A U.S. official tells Fox News Russia has already made attempts to try and recover the drone, though Pentagon leaders say that will be challenging, with the drone likely sinking in the thousands of feet of water. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, this latest dust-up with Russia adds tension as the U.S. keeps helping Ukraine fend off Russia's invasion. One of our NATO allies is going even further than we are. Poland will deliver four Soviet-made MiG-29 fighter jets in the coming days and more at a future date. President Andrei Duda so far alone among Western leaders in agreeing to send warplanes. The U.S. has so far ruled out sending fighter planes, with the U.K. describing the idea as unpractical. Fox's Jonathan Savage, there's a new report being blamed on COVID. In 2021, the rate of women dying during pregnancy or shortly after giving birth hit a near 60-year high, 33 per 100,000 live births for a total of just over 1,200 deaths. In 2019, that number was about 750. America's listening to Fox News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Plenty of sunshine across Acadiana today. Good looking temperatures as well. We'll see temperatures up at about 70 degrees for that high. Winds coming from the east at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows tonight going to be staying in the 50s. We do have clouds on the way late tonight, and those will build up through the day tomorrow. Thursday is expected to be a little warm and muggy. We'll see strong winds coming in from the south ahead of a strong front that's moving through Friday morning. Could bring some strong thunderstorms across Acadiana during Friday morning's commute. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL.
The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Would you like to be part of the program? Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, all the things that were said, you know, which I'm, thank, I'm thankful for 107.3 FM. Uh, our friends at Guarantee Broadcasting, but I wish we could have been at a whole Edwards time. I mean, just the information that I could have given you, and this was one of them that I've just wanted to pull my hair out about bragging about Medicaid expansion and selling. We created 19,000 new jobs. And it was done by Dr. Jim Richardson. Uh, it was commissioned by Louisiana health department. Well, you know, and this, by the way, I, I know Dr. Richardson. I think he's a smart guy. I like him. I do. I think he's a, but he's also works for the, you know, works for the state. And so they came out with a report and let me tell you something. I can get somebody to write a report. Okay. To say anything I wanted to. But to talk about 19,000 jobs, but you know, they never talk about where they are. They never talk about how much they pay. None of that. They never, they never talk about it. Why didn't they say it? it's the job and it's the doctor's job. And, and I know people that, Brandon, you do too, probably quit taking Medicaid. Mm-hmm. A lot of doctors quit taking Medicaid because they're not being reimbursed enough money to, to stay with Medicaid. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you're absolutely right on that. It. For some of them, it's just not worth the hassle. And the paperwork that goes with the Medicaid compared to other insurances is something to mention as well. It, it, it's phenomenal to sit there and brag about that like the governor did. He's full of crap, but I've been knowing that. <laughs> full of crap is a Christmas goose. <laughs> just, he is, but he says what he wants to because nobody challenges him. I come along and challenge him, and I'm the bad guy. Well, I'm not the bad guy. You know, I'm just, I'm not the bad guy for telling. There's nothing wrong with telling the truth, no matter what people think about you. I remember the headlines, Medicaid expansion created 19,000 new jobs. And what did Edwards he ran with? Why? Because nobody's going to ask him. And he's a guy that think he knows everything. He doesn't. You know, he's, he's, he's you know, well, you just don't like him. I don't know the man. I met him twice. I met him at a debate. Right, I want to say it was at the Cajun Dome in the first debate, and it was him and Darden and uh, Vitter. I don't know if the dipstick Angel was there yet, but there were a few of them that went over there. It wasn't even a debate. It was just a deal where they spoke. And then I went to the mansion once to meet with the governor, and I met with him and uh, talked to him. And I'll tell you one thing I told him. I'm going to tell you exactly what I told him. I was sitting right by him. I sat in the same chair when I was when I went to see Foss, Mike Foster, Governor Blanco, and Edwards was always to eat and visit. Mm-hmm. And I sat in the same chair every time. 
the man. Always to the left of the governor. Is this the moon chair? No. <laughs> Always to the left of the governor, thinking I'm the right every one of y'all. Jindo <laughs> didn't have the guts to invite me. But anyway, that's another story. So I go, and we went through all the rigmarole of everything. I'm not going to I mean, he was very cordial and nice. Met his, met his bride. She was very cordial, very nice lady. I'm not surprised. Uh, uh, little Richard was there. Richard Carbo set it up. By the way, it was, it was and then uh, uh, the, the flunky, Mark Cooper, was there. Now, by the way, when I was when I was asked to come to the mansion, I was I had been with a couple uh, a couple other governors, and I said I'm gonna bring somebody with. And I just thought it was good to bring somebody, and I brought somebody with me the first time, somebody with me the second time. But they called me back, and I'll be honest with you, I was gonna bring a former elected official who's now elected official with me, and they decided they didn't want. Him. They said, well, the governor's never had a chance to talk to you. He felt like you don't know him. I thought, hell, I don't know him. So I left my cell phone in the car and <laughs> bring any of that in. Walked in, met the governor, and it was supposed to be me and him. And we sat down and ate breakfast. But it was me, the governor, little Richard, and uh, and, and the flunky Mark Cooper. What you laughing at? <laughs> he is a flunky. Anyway, he was with Jindal. He's with Edwards. Whoever the next governor is, be ready. Mark Cooper's coming knock on the door. So anyway... Uh, so we go through all the rumors. His wife came in, visited. And I can tell you a bunch of funny stories on it, but I'm just going to tell you one. I finally, after all the rigmarole, I said, you know, Governor, I said, I'm going to be blunt with you. I said, I sat here for the last two governors, and I'm sitting here listening to you. And I said, you know what? I said, you know what those people, with the governors were telling me? He said, what? I said, the same thing you're telling me, how we got to increase taxes. Same thing. I said, there's nothing going to change. You're not going to change anything, Governor. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to every word you said. I said, you will be no different than any other governor. You will be a failed governor because I'm listening to what you're talking about. And I told a man that to his face. It was all in. I didn't say, you're going to. I didn't do it. I said, sir, I, no disrespect. You're going to be a failed governor. You're doing the same thing to other governors that did. Y'all don't want to change anything. I'll be better than Bobby Jindal. Well, I said, that ain't much. And to be honest with you, he has not been better than Bobby Jindal. If it wouldn't been for him, Bobby Jindal's bad budgets would have never been approved. He voted for him. Because he did bring up, oh, his wife was that brand. He brought up the fact that I inherited this budget. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's when I broke in. I was shutting up. I went there with my hand on my mouth because I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> I know it was hard, but I had a claim. I said, you know what? He asked me to come. You know the first question we started off with? Mm. You ready for this? Now, they asked me to come, Little Richard. He's over there with his cell phone. And the governor's first question to me, you know what he said? Mm. He said, now, why did you want to see me? Oh. And I'm looking at him, and I turned to Little Richard, who was across from the table. And Little Richard, when I saw his eyes, he looked uh -huh. down. He started hitting that phone. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> governor. I said, Mr. Carbo over here asked me to come and said, you wanted to talk to me. So I, I didn't, I'm not coming and bringing anything. I'm just coming. And I did. I didn't plan for anything. So I'm going to see what he wants to say. Mm -hmm. oh, 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 And little Richard was over there. He never made eye contact with me again. So but when, the, when his wife came and I met her, she was sitting down beside me. Was, she was on my left. I thought the governor should have sat on my left. But that's just me. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and Governor Edwards is to the right. And then Governor Edwards talks about he inherited the budget. And by, to that point, I hadn't said a whole lot. I said, whoa, whoa, that's enough. I just turned to his wife. I said, was uh, your husband a uh, representative for the last eight years? And she said, uh, yes, he was. I said, well, how did he inherit a budget? I said, he voted for six of the first seven. 
And I said, Governor, you voted for the six of the first seven budgets. I said, that's not an inheritance. I said, that's like my car note. I didn't hear that. I signed my name on it. You signed that. I said, my uncle gave me a call one time. That was an inheritance. This is on your name. And I promise y'all, his lovely bride got him and said, well, I got to go. It was nice meeting you. <laughs> she was out of there. And I don't blame her. I mean, she, she, who the hell was I? She didn't care who I was. And I don't blame her. That's a true story. I'm not, I'm not making. I'm not mixing one word about that now. If you want to go check Little Richard and you want to check the governor, you want to check the flunky, Cooper, go check with him. But that's, that's a true story. And I told him he'd be a failed governor. And he was doing one of those special sessions. And I forgot, uh, Larry O was the Senate president, and Taylor Barra was the, uh, the Speaker of the House, Brandy, remember? Mm-hmm. And he got a call. It was in the middle of a special session. I'm eating at lunch. And he picks up. He said, hey, it's Taylor Barra. I got to take it. And he took it, and that was pretty much the end of the conversation. But the funny part, if you want to know something really funny that happened, and this, this, this will always, I, if I don't remember nothing else about this whole career of doing this, I'm going to remember one. Brandon, this is as true a story as I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So when we went to go, the governor was there, little Richard, mm-hmm. and the flunky Cooper. Out the, out, we were sitting in the dining room right by the kitchen, okay? Mm-hmm. So when they came out and brought and they ordered our food and our breakfast. and It's pretty cool, folks. By the way, thank you all for feeding me. I ate on a taxpayer dime. It was pretty good, too. And the cooks were good. They had a cook and somebody was helping him. So they walk out when I'm leaving, Brandon, mm-hmm. and, they, and this is in front of the governor, the flunky Cooper, and Richard Carver, they come out and say, Mr. Moon. I say, hey, guys, how y'all doing? He said, uh, hey, man, can we take a picture with you? This <laughs> is the guy's cooking for Edwards. I said, hey, look, they're, they're Edwards, Little Richard, and the mm-hmm. Flunky Cooper. Yeah. The eyes got that big. I said, uh, I'd be glad to. Why? He said, <laughs> both of them said, Man, my dad's a big fan of yours. And other one said, oh, my dad's in Shreveport. He loves your program. I want to send a picture. That's so I funny. took pictures with the cooks. Uh-huh. that they wanted to send pictures back in front of them. That By that time, Ed was in Skedaddle, I left. Yeah, yeah. And so it was so funny. When mm. I left, I was laughing. I said, damn, the cooks, want a, the cooks want a picture with the talk shows. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you bring somebody with you. Mm-hmm, somebody mm-hmm. else could tell a story. Yeah. It was a... Uh, and I would tell you the two names. Uh, when I went to see Mike Foster, Lyle Miller went with me. And I was the shortest. When I went to see Blanco, Paul Hurry went with me. Mm-hmm. And when I went to see Edwards, and I let them know, I said, no, I said, I'm, I'm going to bring somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got invited back. There was only one, one, one governor between all that that didn't take me, and that was Bobby Jindo, but mm-hmm. he was, for some reason, scared to death of me. And Timmy Teep on that group, you know. They, they just didn't want nothing to do with me. Luke Letlow was dead. He was a congressman. Yeah. He worked with General and him a long time. Luke Letlow left the general administration or got fired or whatever reason for it. His mm-hmm. wife is, of course, the congressman, yeah. congress lady. And he called me one time, and we were talking. He said, look, I want to meet with you. I said, yeah, what you got? He said, do you know why General and them were scared of you? They didn't want nothing to do with you? I said, no, I couldn't figure it out. I said, he was on my program 43 times at 18 months, and he tried to get on that 93 times. Mm-hmm. It was the time he won. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, I want, he said, I'm not going to say it on the phone, but I want to tell you. And he was going to tell me. And I never had a chance to sit down mm-hmm. with Luke. And, of course, Luke has unfortunately yeah. passed away. But uh, General and them never would, mm-hmm. ever. And there was probably nobody I had worked harder for than Bobby General at the time. And uh, he, did, he, he never wanted me. I'm not saying he had to invite me to the mansion, Brandon. I didn't say that. All right, so was, when, did, when did you change your perspective on Jindal? Uh, Well... 
after doing all them interviews, it was changing daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just a transition and, and over what, time. What, the biggest transition, if people go back, he was congressman general. Mm-hmm. Blank on it, were trying to spend that, that billion-dollar surplus. Mm-hmm. And general and the Republicans in there, I think Jim Big Governor Tucker and them were there, and they didn't let us yeah. spend it, and they fought on it. And general yeah. would come on the program and said, she don't need to spend the money. We got a spending problem. And then I found out, and if you go back and look at general's first year, and you can pull it up, Brandon, March 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, right in that area of, uh, uh, you got to go back when he ran. I, the dates, I don't remember the dates. The first time he ran, and he took that billion dollars and they put it in the budget. They spent it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, what are you doing? You didn't want her to spend it, and he didn't want her to spend it because he wanted to spend it. And that billion dollars that they put in the budget has been the deficit ever since. And if you go back and look, you got to pull up the dates. Bobby Jindal, Governor Jindal and them agree to spend the de- uh, budget surplus. You're fine. Right when that started. Then it was the pay raises. And it was all the stuff he was doing was just like everybody else. And it was under him was when the fiscal hawks came about. Exactly. Yeah. Number two, when he won the second time, I predicted he would make John Olario Senate president. He came mm-hmm. out two or three days later yeah. and said, I'm, I'm pulling for John Olario to be Senate president. Yeah. And Olario said, they asked him, why you became a Republican? He said, I became a Republican to become Senate president. So General said, I can move you, but you got to have an R by your name. Which meant nothing. Lario was, well, Lario's record's out there for everybody to see. Dismal as hell. <laughs> we'll take a break. Be right back. My friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home Gold, the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy, people liked it, and they loved what they got into. Provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free, and it's a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. Pests in Louisiana are as unique as our state, and you need experience to keep the pests away. Termites are responsible for more than $1 billion of damage in Louisiana alone. J&J Exterminating has over 55 years' experience in keeping your home safe. Trust J&J Exterminating to shield your home, business, and property 365 days a year with 100% satisfaction guarantee. Yeah. Line One is a business telecom provider. Line One specializes in cloud-based communication with superior customer service. If you're frustrated with phone bills you can't understand, endless hold time to customer support, and phone system that is not meeting your needs, then you need to go to Line.One and schedule a free consultation to advance your business phone system. Line One, technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell them Moon sent you. Again, that is line.one. Have you heard?
Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show, the easy listening sounds of the Moon Graffon Show, the most nonpartisan, nonpolitical show on the air in Louisiana by far. Smooth. Just just to back up what I was telling you, Brandon, you'd ask a question about gender. So I just did a little bit of checking. March 15th, 2008. Remember, he was elected in 2007. You can probably go back and find the date, and and I may have it right here too. Legislature in session at a special session spends one billion surplus. Brandon, that's when I, I threw my hands up. I went, "What are we doing? You didn't want Kathleen to spend it because you did." Lawmakers agree to spend one billion state surplus, give tax breaks to business and parents of school age children. Okay, six days. It was a it was a it was a six day deal. Okay, I don't remember if this was part of the. Uh, Remember they did a thing on ethics? That was another joke. They found a place that didn't have enforcement in the ethics rules, and we went from 44th to 1st because <laughs> we didn't have to put it. Matter of fact, they had Bob Costelka. They had that, the water boy. They had enforcement in the ethics law. They you know the gold standard of ethics. And they took out the gold standard to the rust standard because the water boy, Bob Costelka, watered this down, watered down, educated, watered down everything he could touch. And uh, he watered down the ethics deal. So, Brandon, that was the first thing red flag went up. Actually, I had red flags all over him, but I thought, okay, let's see what he's got. And, by the way, I, I, there was a lot of things happened to me being against gender. I lost friends, some friends I'll never get back because they were all, even though now they come back and you run into them and they like you because they, they know you were right. Many of the complaints this time centered on the governor's proposal for spending a surplus of more than $1 billion from 0607 budget, dollars mainly generated by skyrocketing oil and gas prices. And what? Post-hurricane recovery boom. What's going on right now? Why do they have all that money? Okay? Hurricanes and COVID and floods. I just, look, I'm, being, I'm just being blunt with y'all, folks. I've watched it. I don't want to watch it anymore. Uh, let's see. Some will say we spent went too fast to spend one point one billion, but everything was laid out for us. So anyway, that was the billion dollars that I was telling you. So Brian, you had the ethics reform, which was a joke, by the way. It's totally watered down by general administration. Then we went from the ethics to spending a billion dollar surplus. And then it was it was and this is where Bell Edwards came in, folks. The fiscal hawk started developing because Jindal was using surplus funds and one-time money to plug budget holes. Everybody knows that. But guess who was right there leading the charge for the Democrats to get the votes for Bobby Jindal's budget? This is fact. This is not fiction. This is fact. John Bell Edwards led the charge for all the bad budgets, but you won't see that in the Lanny Keller story. You won't see it in a Jim Bean piece. No, sir. So what they did is they started blaming Jindal. Uh, And yet it was people like Bill Edwards who voted for it. And then everything started to crumble for Jindal, and then everybody started looking to me going, well, man, you were right about Jindal. Yeah, I was because I just paid attention with the facts instead of the fiction. Edwards is a fictional character in his own mind, that he's done something. 
He really is. You know, I noticed, you noticed another thing that I think general, besides bad budgets and made up stuff, uh, you know what else he's done? Edwards used to come on my, Edwards came on my program a few times before he ran. I don't hear from him anymore. Now, let me give you another thing. Edwards expects surplus. I mean, Edwards expects a budget. You can go back and check this out. They expect a budget problem of $800 million. Started with six fifty, went to eight fifty, eight fifty. As soon as he got in his office, he told everybody we got a two hundred two billion dollar budget over. Which, by the way, it's a lie, and it still is a lie. And the media keeps writing the lie. I would love to debate Lanny Keller anywhere on the budget, on the budget. All right, we got to take we got to take a break. More to come. Scott McKay, Governor's Race. When we get back. Folks, don't do pain, do you? What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles. Just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. Find location of you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839 839- 1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit getaspnow.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Prescription products require. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at matthewjames.com. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us, 844-766-6607. 
Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, your opportunity to be a voice. All right, Governor's Race. Scott McKay joins us from the Hayride. Now, you know, Scott, there's a, also some intriguing races starting to develop on the on the downside of it because of, uh, you know, Dollins out, and now they got a couple of Republicans challenging Kyle Ondwan. And so, you, you, you know, the, uh, the Attorney General's race is going to be interesting. But, but before we get to any side items, uh, the governor's race, uh, five Republicans, one Democrat, and one Independent. And I'm just going to get your take. I know you did a story on the latest poll. I'm not a big poll guy, but... I know polls make stories. Well, they do. And this early, you know, we kind of stuck talking about polls because it's really it's polls and it's fundraising and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, And in Louisiana, for whatever reason, we don't do big, you know, Donald Trump rallies with 20,000 people showing up. And like, I think that maybe was a thing, you know, whatever, 50 years ago. But nobody really does that anymore. Um, So it's hard to to really gauge the level of, you know, excitement and, and audience that, that some of these guys are getting other than, you know, how much money they're raising and what a poll does. Um, but having said that, I think this poll that, and it wasn't even a governor's race poll, it was a poll that John Cuvion did for, I guess, John Belton. He did. He did. Who is the uh, black... And not a Democrat. He's like a black independent who's running for attorney general. But he's got all his support is coming from uh, Democrats. Uh, and he's, you know, he's in the lead in the attorney general's race with 13 percent. But what's really in the lead is, you know, undecideds, which is, I don't know, 58, 60 percent of the vote or something. Um, but anyway, something like that. It was big. Yeah. So, yeah. So in other words, that race hadn't started at all. Correct. But um, but, he, you know, he asked the governor's race question. And what he came up with was, you know, Sean Wilson at 29, Jeff Landry at 28. Uh, and I guess he had Garrett Graves still in the race at 12, which you can more or less kind of plug Stephen Waggish back in for Garrett Graves. And the dynamics of it are, you know, kind of what you and I talked about last time I was on, right, which is, you know, Sean Wilson's got a block of votes that he's not going to lose because he's going to get the black vote and he's going to get, you know, the white leftists, which is not much, but added to the black vote probably gets you close to 35 percent. And then, you know, Landry's probably sitting around 30 and to to get into the runoff means you practically have to run the table with everybody else and it's really really hard to do um because there's multiple people going to be competing in that lane now um and you know i don't know I, I don't know how it can be done unless one of the two front runners you know stubs his toe or runs into some kind of scandal that that destroys his campaign which you know, uh, I don't know that you could count on that. Yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. No, uh, you know, it's 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 intriguing, and I do agree with you. When it, polls make news, and it made news, and let me tell you something, I may not care for them right now. I'm not talking about this poll. I'm just talking about any poll. But it makes news, and people take pay attention. And and you know yourself, you've been here a long time. People will look at a poll, and as you get closer, they go, well, so-and-so ain't got a chance. I'm, I'm not voting for him. I'm going to vote for him. And they start moving. Some people start moving toward the candidate they think's got the best chance. So that's where polls upset me, but it's also what people do because they're not following every word like you are or maybe me. Right. Well, and early in the race, 
you know, it, it, I mean, they can shape people's thinking because, yep. you know, you look at these polls and you see, you know, all right, well, what is realistic in this race and what's not? Um, and right now, I mean, you know, Landry and Wilson look realistic and some of these other ones don't, which is not to say that somebody can't go out there and, and you know, make a lot of hay. Like when Ted Cruz first ran for the U.S. Senate, the first round of polls, he was at 1%. Um, but he just, you know, his campaign was so good and his message was so good that he ended up knocking out some, you know, people in that race that everybody thought were the real front runners. And a lot of them even dropped out because, I mean, Cruz was just completely running rings around them. You know, can Wags do that? Can Richard Nelson do that? Can Hunter Lundy do that? Or Schroeder or, uh, you know, Sharon Hewitt? I mean, it's way too early to know. Um, but what we do know is the size of the challenge that they have. Yeah, the uh, I go back to the Mike Foster race. Uh, Mike, now Mike had a lot of money, so let's remember they had a lot of money. It's not like he didn't have any money, and he put a lot of his own money in it. But he was a little uh, senator from the Franklin area, I believe, and mm-hmm. he started writing letters and letters to the editor and getting stuff published and putting stuff out there and telling people what he thought. And he started getting on radio programs, and and then when he changed the Republican, his numbers shot up, and all of a sudden. He's the guy with the name, and he's the guy with the money. But money plays into this, no doubt about it, to get the name recognition that you need. Yeah, well, you, you got to get a message out. And and we don't have, um, other than what I would call alternative media, like your show, my website, and so forth, You know, we don't have uh, a state media in Louisiana that uh, is conducive to people getting a message out. Right. I mean, the, 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 the advocate does what they do and, and they're not particularly interested in informing the public. I don't think, you know, I don't want, think you don't, got, think you truth, probably agree hey, with me. No, I agree. Yeah. With you. And truth the TV stations in, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the TV stations in this state, I mean, you know, when they cover politics, it's in 42nd segments for the most part. So it's just, you're just not going to get a ton of, of earned media exposure unless you get really good at things like social media and, and, and all that. And that's not really even a thing in Louisiana either. So, I mean, I, you know, it, it's about raising money and buying TV ads and radio ads and stuff like that to try to get a message out. Um, and, you know, I mean, you do, you, there's, you got to go get the donors. And the interesting thing about that is we don't really even have small donors in Louisiana. You go and you get, there's a, a pool of max out donors that you go get um, and you go catch your $5,000 check from each of those and you put a pack together so you can get more of their money. Um, and that's how you do it, um, which I think a lot of other states are probably similar. But Louisiana is like an extreme case on this because it's very hard uh, at a statewide level to run an insurgent uh, candidacy. I mean, it's just really hard here. Told our audience the other day that, uh, and I'm not going to get to go back and go over the whole thing, but I just said that if you look at the Republicans, and I don't care what order they come in, I don't care who you think's leading, forget all that. They got Republicans. That here's the thing they better be careful with, and I'm going back probably to Vitter more than I am with responding to them. If you're not careful, there's only one spot up for grabs, and you would agree with that. Wilson's going to walk in a runoff. Okay, yep. but you can't let Wilson walk in a runoff. He's already said, I love Edwards. Uh, I love Edwards. I'm an Edwards guy. I want to do what Edwards did. And uh, so we know he's an Edwards guy. And all five of these people better be concentrating on how bad Edwards was. 
they better be concentrating on how bad Wilson's going to be. I call him Sean Pothole Wilson. You, you, you better concentrate on this guy because what happened last time is, remember, we don't have closed primaries. We got 30 days when, when we, get, we know who's in the runoff, and one's going to be Wilson. And if you got these five Republicans not willing to back each other wholeheartedly for the person that's going to run against Wilson, there is a chance, and I don't care how slim it is, that Wilson could win because what happens is if you beat up on the front runner, whoever you think that is, and you beat on him and beat on him, and you got 30 days to correct it, it's too late at that point. And what happens is Wilson's going to get his vote. He's going to get a record number of probably black votes and some of these university professors and young people. And then if the Republicans aren't careful, they run away a lot of their voters who won't vote for a Democrat, but they're not voting for candidate A. It's very scary to me that we could see something like that again. I pray not. Well, I, I think he's going to have a, a, a lower ceiling of uh, of support that he can get than John Bell did. And I think the fact that we've just gone through eight years of John Bell probably makes it less of a risk that that can happen. But, you know, any politician worth his salt will tell you, you run as though you're 10 points behind. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's better not to do the kind of political malpractice things that have been done over the last couple of gubernatorial cycles in Louisiana. Yep. Um, so I think that, you know, the warning, you know, even if you look at the numbers and go, nah, it's not going to happen. Let's not be in the habit of eating our own to such an extent that, uh, you know, whoever gets into the runoff is limping in, yeah. uh, you know, battered and bruised because of the their fellow Republicans chewing them to pieces. That's all I was and saying. And that, that, I hope, is a big, big, big piece that this race is different than the last what, two, for sure. I think they need to run hard against Edwards and what he hasn't done and how he's hurt the state. That would be a better run. And then what are you going to do to fix it? Those things, I think, would appeal to people. But if it's beat up the guy ahead, uh, that's not a good result. And I give Wilson very little chance to win, but that's the scenario that can do it. Let me take a break. Scott McKay of the Hayride sure. will come back and talk a little bit more about the governor's race. Anything he sees in a down race is going to be interesting. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show, the easy listening sounds of the Moon Graffon Show. about how you spend your money in retirement what comes to mind probably travel sunny beaches and spoiling your grandchildren but a recent survey found that over 30 percent of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes baby boomers were told for years to save money in their iras and 401ks and pay taxes later well now that day has arrived and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to uncle sam john blanchett and the matthew james financial group can help what if you could Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can 
pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. On show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Scott McKay. Of course, you can check him out at the Hayride and uh, get all the latest and greatest and news and information that you can use around the great state of Louisiana and other states as well. Uh, I'll say, okay, Scott, so I was, I was just kind of mulling you know, over what, what, what can happen. And the only reason I brought that scenario was I just, I don't believe in letting somebody get a free ride when they, when they attaching themselves to seven and a half, almost it's going to be eight years of hell that, that this state is hurting because of what this governor's done. And I think you've got to be able to point out how bad it's been and what needs to change. And that's why I said they, they have to focus on some of this, and including Wilson. I don't think you let the guy walk in. You know, this is my thing. Sean Wilson launches his political, you know, his gubernatorial campaign, and he starts talking, oh, we need a governor that builds bridges. Mm -hmm. And my question is, what bridges has he he built? (laughs) I can't think of a single bridge that this guy in seven and a half years has started and finished. And, I mean, that includes the flyover ramps from I-10 to the airport in New Orleans. That, that, you know, the, the that the airport went live in 2019 and he still hasn't finished the flyover ramps from the exit. Um, And he's talking about building bridges. And I'm like, I don't know what bridges you've even built. You've talked about building bridges. Uh, Maybe they finished a couple bridges that were got started with, you know, when Jindal was governor, but they haven't in seven and a half years. I don't know that there's a single major bridge in the state that they started and finished during Sean Wilson's tenure. And so that to me, you don't fix the problems of John Bell Edwards' administration by taking one of his least efficient bureaucrats and giving him the job um and and this look this needs to be said because everybody i think that you talk to understands that louisiana's public sector is utterly dysfunctional needs major change and reform um and and has gotten far worse over the last seven or eight years you don't have to be a, a bobby jindal apologist to realize that you know we were complaining about things under jindal and uh, you know, I mean, not to say, oh, I'd have Bobby Jindal back in a second, but if those are my only choices, 
I would have him back I in said, a second. I, I, I and said, I'm not a Jindal fan. No, I said uh, I said it many times. Uh, as much as I got on Jindal and nobody got on him more than me, I, I thought he was a lot better governor than this. I really did. I mean, I, I don't I mean, I don't even see it. Steven Wagenspach is probably the one that would do this more than anybody else. But you, know, you go get the memes of you know pictures of Bobby Jindal and with the Miss Me Yet thing on him, like they used to do with George W. Bush. Yep, yep. Um, and, and the answer is not really, but you know we would like to have somebody different than this you know hillbilly uh, uh, dictator we got now that that has destroyed the state's economy and is uh, you know. I, I, kind of uh, slow encroaching wokeness all over the public sector is, oh, yeah. is ruining our universities. I mean, we could just go down the list. And, I, you know, I think there's a couple things that I want to kind of amplify what you said. Number one is things are so bad in Louisiana that it, they ha- it has to be said how bad they are in this campaign. Okay. And, and really what that is, is you're now having a political campaign about issues and governmental performance and not a popularity contest, which we desperately, desperately need to, you know, make the norm in Louisiana politics. We don't do gubernatorial campaigns on issues. Like, we don't do that at all. I mean, you know, Vitter runs against John Bell and it's about hookers, right? And Eddie Rispone runs against John Bell and, and it was about, you know, Eddie insulted the military when he talked about how John Bell was a trial lawyer. And I mean, we didn't have, we've gone Two, two gubernatorial elections. Nobody's talking about issues. Nobody talked about anything in 2011 because there was no gubernatorial campaign to speak of. I mean, we're talking about more than a decade since anybody's really debated the, you know, the issues of the day at the top of the ticket in Louisiana. So we desperately have to have that. And the other thing is, it would be nice for Republicans to get into positive political habits rather than hey, let's tear each other down in front of a Democrat candidate that's going to benefit. Yeah, uh, well, that's why I brought that up. It's just, just that yeah. simple. Because I, and I think you're right on the money. When are we going to get the issues that mean something to the families of Louisiana? I'm reading, uh, without mentioning a name, I don't know him, guy running for the state senate. Now, everybody wants to say, well, Scott and Moon, they just negative, and I ain't got a negative bone in my body. I'm realistic, very real that we need to change something. So the guy writes, Louisiana's in trouble. People are leaving in droves. Economy's stagnant at best. Infrastructure is lagging. Infrastructure. Ain't that what Sean Wilson was ahead? Crime is skyrocketing. If you want to create a pipeline to prosperity, let's change the bloodline at Baton Rouge. I'm running to take a stand. In other words, everybody's agreeing to what I say or you say that we got a problem. We need to fix it. And it's not us being mean. It's us being honest. We need an honest assessment of where we are in a vision. Okay, I saw what an advocate wrote the other day about... They, I think it was maybe at lobby in the four governor candidates came up and nobody's given a vision. And I'm asking the advocate, when did Bell Edwards give us a vision? Medicaid increase, federal money and raise taxes. What kind of vision was that? But they didn't say nothing about well, him because I, that was their guy. Well, I, what I would what I would uh put as a caveat and of course i mean obviously i want to see a vision and i want to see a a reform plan and i want people to be running for governor to prove that their agents have changed and all of that kind of stuff but you know i there there should be a caveat because when vitter ran in 15 he put out a 50 page 
reform plan that was the most aggressive thing anybody had ever seen, okay? And I mean, that plan broke every rice bowl of every special interest that plies their trade at the Capitol. And all of their people, they were looking through it, I love this, love this, love this. Oh, here's a deal breaker. And, you know, that was how Gumbo Pack got all that money to run those ads about hookers was because the status quo people saw that their situation, whether it was the nursing home folks or the riverboat pilots or whoever it might have been, uh, and these were all people that gave Vitter money early when they thought he was inevitable. But once there was a crack in the armor, they said, you know what? We're going to keep this guy from busting up the stuff that we got going on. And so the, the lesson of this is have a vision. But, you know, I, when they start asking you for specifics, you shut up. Because when you start talking about the specific stuff, that's when you make enemies. So I, I won't argue with uh, that, but you got to have a vision of, of something like businesses and jobs. That ought to be pretty simple. That ought to be pretty yeah, simple. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think you talk about, I mean, certainly we need an overhaul of the tax uh, 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 code in the state. I think you need a regulatory overhaul. Uh, I think, you know, I, the smart play would be to run on very aggressive school choice obviously, um, you know, crime, I mean, you know, down to the point of like, hey, let's staff up the state police and send them into the cities to beef up the local law enforcement and all of that. That's what I'm saying. You could take three or four big issues and then go with it yeah. and hammer it down, and that's pretty much what you're saying. Yeah, we all should right. see that. All right, Scott McKay, thank you, sir. We'll do it again another time. Thank you, Moon. All right, we got to take a break, folks. Uh, rest of you, some of you leaving us. Why do you leaving us? Check us out, moongraphon.com. Listen live, hour number three. God bless. Have an awesome day. Show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.